0: Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Visit us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com. Find us on YouTube. Look at some videos. Watch some teachings, some that are small, some that are very lengthy. Share them if you feel like they're of any value to you or your friends or family. And uh, help us spread the word, won't you? Um, If you want to be a part of this program in any way, You can contact us at Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're just getting at a point where it's just a little bit stretching right now to do all the normal things of life. And uh, there is a minimal cost to keep this on the air. And so if you want to join with anything we're doing, hey, we're just showing you there's a door here. If you want to open that door, and uh, join in and be any kind of part of what we're doing. Hey, just knock, we'll answer. So visit us at pathdesign.com or email us at pathdesignpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to make that happen. We're picking up more listeners out on the West Coast, United States. Thank you so much for listening. California, Washington, <coughs> excuse me, Washington State. Um, always intrigued at people on the other side of the country listening. I have visited Washington State a couple times. Um, I've been out to Montana to spend some time out there, goodness, years ago, um, Wyoming. Just a different mindset out that way. I've, I've always spoken highly of all the people that I met, especially in Washington State, who were, I don't want to just say more open-minded, but they weren't as offendable as people that I've known. Um, since I've lived in the South now for 20 plus years, um, I don't know. It's just a different, different level of kind of being able to talk about some things without getting your feathers so ruffled. I enjoyed being out there, but here I am now in the Southeastern United States. It's beautiful. It's springtime. It's a good day to be alive. Hopefully things are well in your world. Um, I just wanted to turn this on today. And do a little bit of reminiscing. A little bit of remembering. I'm thinking this morning, the last several days, and I'll explain why here in a minute, towards just the scriptural understanding of remembering our first love. We know that that's a warning to the churches in Revelation. Um, You know, and it's, it's an actual fact of the church that has lost and forsaken their first love reality. They've forgotten where they began. We know that, that Paul often talked about this. It is, of course, one of the themes throughout the Scriptures of basically, you know, be careful not to forget the, the origin of your walk with Yahweh God. Be careful, always be mindful to remember to recall the the understanding of what the people of God always did to set up a memorial, to set up a rock of remembrance. Well, uh, as I'm always saying, this is nothing new. I say this with great regularity. We are a people, humanity, who we just forget. And it would do us well, even as Christians, as followers of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, Christian people, godly people, set apart distinct people, whatever we classify ourselves according to, it would do us well to make sure we are people that are always remembering and mindful that if we ourselves are not careful, we too will be weeks, months, and years down the road of our life being forgetful. We ourselves forgetting the first love reality. We often forget our former identity before we were born again, before we were regenerated. We can forget the, the, the awesome supernatural work that took place in us for those of us who have been moved from death to life, from the kingdom domain of darkness to the kingdom of Light in the kingdom of the sun, S-O-N. We are forgetful people. And I think it would just do us well, I know I'm saying this all the time, in different ways, I think it would do us well to just openly acknowledge that we have the propensity to forget, to move on. May that just be something that that settles in you as you hear those words. And maybe just ask yourself the question here, even at the beginning of this short episode today. Am I a forgetful person in light of what God has done for me? Of the supernatural work that that began in me? Because we we know the scriptural promise that He who began a good work in you, in us, will bring it to completion. He will fulfill it. He will accomplish it. He will bring it to its fullness. And this is something I always say alongside this to anyone that I talk to about this specifically is the importance of making sure the, the quote, work that's ongoing in your life actually did originate in the Father, That is a very valid question that I think the church needs to ask. Needs to ask our children. The church needs to ask members, pastors, leaders, deacons, brothers and sisters in Christ, and we ourselves, of course, individually, we need to ask ourselves, am I absolutely sure that this work that I'm walking out here in my life at whatever stage of the journey I'm on actually originated in the Father. Because, look, I I myself was a was a real good example of this, and so many people I've known in the church throughout my life, I would say based upon just the lack of fruit on the tree, if you will, and the constant struggle with sin, that, that, was, that was a main component of my story for so many years, and I would say so many people that I still know now and have known throughout my life, the, the reason the work is not being continuously brought in increasing measure towards its fulfillment is because maybe it didn't originate in the Father. Maybe it's not He who began the good work. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, even at the beginning of of that thought, we need to establish first and foremost that the work of our lives, the, the journey of our lives, the outworking of our Christianity actually is sourced and started with the Father and not ourselves. We have to make sure it didn't start in a denomination, it didn't start in a revival meeting. It didn't start in a prayer resuscitation that I didn't understand and I have never understood. (laughs) Now, every single thing that comes to our, comes our direction is, of course, a component of our journey. I'm not saying throw out every experiential thing you've ever had in the church, no matter how small it may be. There were things in my life that have great purpose to get me to the next. But we have to be careful that that the, the now moment, the now outworking of our life was absolutely sourced in the Father. So that the promise that He that began the good work in you will complete it because He can complete it because it's His work and not our own. Now, specifically today, the first love reality. My 20th anniversary is tomorrow. My wife and I, we've been together a little over 22 years, and and tomorrow we will have been married 20. Obviously, pretty memorable milestone. We got married late um, compared to most people in life, Uh, most people that we've known along the journey of, of, of our lives. But the last 20 years is obviously, as it approaches tomorrow, she's been posting some personal pictures of us over the last 20 years. Um, Because as is always the case, a lot of times there's people in your lives that they don't know your journey. They don't know where you've been. You know, all of us are prone to just look at each other today when we see one another, when we're introduced to someone, we size them up we brand them however we all individually come come into doing that okay no you no you i'm guilty of doing that and so basically many people would look at us today and not really know where we came from and the awesome work of god in our lives to re- literally transform pretty much every facet of everything that we do, everything that we are. And so she's been posting pictures, and as I see them, it's just obviously what photos do. It just reminds me of our journey. It reminds me specifically for the last 22 years of when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia to to be close to her, to start this relationship with her, um, many people in our life now don't know that we met on the internet. We met on AOL back in the day, man. You know all these crazy. If you you probably if you're younger, you're wondering what in the world is he doing. Well, that's the internet connecting. <laughs> You've got mail. Oh man, when I got mail from her. I was doing cartwheels. Awesome time of my life. I was never really good relationally. And uh, the Lord brought me a gift in my wife. An awesome undeserved gift. I was talking to a brother just a couple days ago. Just about the undeservedness of my present life. I should not have the life I have right now. I should be that guy who's depressed and addicted and like lives in the hotel room number seven on the second floor downtown who knows where and can't pay his bills and is just a loser like that should be me that should be my life but praise the Lord in his goodness his kindness his undeserved mercy here I am now with an awesome beautiful wife and a gift of a son living a life that is absolutely the hand of the Lord. Absolutely. Without question. And so as I see these pictures, I'm just reminded, of course, of our journey. And those those feelings of newness that I had when we first started dating 22 years ago. When we were engaged, when we were married, And just those feelings, those literal emotions. And just remembering, wow, God, what an incredible journey. What an incredible life. And I've, obviously I've been doing introspection simultaneously alongside that of just examining just my heart towards my wife. Areas that that now I take her for granted. I'm not as exuberantly loving to her as i used to be surely not as much as i was 20 years ago i'm just used to her our relationship as 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 expected as is always the case just has it's changed over the last one excuse me 20 years it's changed of course Not change like, oh, it's just not what it used to be. It's just different. Our love is different. The way we express love is different. How we talk to one another is different. Of course. But what I am trying to really put before the Lord is in what ways with her and also mirroring, of course, how how many ways with the Lord? I just I take for granted that that first love feeling, that first love reality, the, that exuberant just sit there and stare at you with my gaze locked and like there's nothing else on the planet but you. I don't I don't often have that level of like active love. The relationship I have with my wife is incredible. It's awesome. It's enduring. It's it's something that, that God Himself has empowered us to do, to share in. It's, of course, a model of our relationship with Him. I mean, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be these things. It's supposed to be something that, in a good way, points us towards our relationship With our bridegroom, devotion. I remember, man, early on, how my wife and I decided we will never ever joke about breaking up after our marriage. We'll never make jokes about like, well, if we don't last or, well, you know, when we get older and, you know, like people make jokes well, we, we, we decided 20 years ago, basically, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're not even going to make lighthearted jokes about not enduring to the end together. And I believe there was more substance to that than, than we likely knew at the time. And it mirrors my walk with the Lord. Like, I don't have any other option. I don't have any other covenantal option before me. I've been invited into the eternal covenantal relationship with the Father via the bridegroom, the Son. His vow, as I taught back when I was in that season of immersion and baptism, the the reality of, I joined into the covenantal agreement between the Father and the Son. It's not just some covenant I made. It's not just some, agreement i made with just me and god alone it was something far greater i joined myself into the covenantal son and that's such a powerful action it's such a it's such an immeasurable immeasurable glue if you will to hold all things together And so this morning, like in your own life, even in your marriage, in your marriage, in the natural and in your marriage in the spiritual, are you walking in the reality of of that first love emotion? That first love drive to like, man, everything in my world is about you. I'm consumed with loving you with lavishing love on you and making absolute sure you know my heart's posture towards you as much as I know how. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to force it. It's something that's like this wellspring within us that God has given to any man, I believe, who would give himself to rightly hold and give this love that comes from the Father. Even towards our spouses, towards another, towards our children. I'm thinking right in this millisecond of when I first looked upon my son, that feeling that I had. And his birth was very traumatic, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but even if it had just been a, quote, normal birth and it wasn't the situation that it was, I'm sure that those feelings would have been quite similar of just all I wanted to do was stare at him. I looked at the nurses and I said, Can I, can I touch him? As he's laying in that little plexiglass thing under the heat lamp. <laughs> can I touch him? Oh my gosh, that feeling, that, that emotion. Well, we're not supposed to be a, about emotions now. We're spiritual people. Come on now. Come on. What about sanctified emotions that stirs the heart of a man in awe of the work of the God of, the God of, of all <laughs> heaven and earth bringing us awesome opportunities to know His heart, to see Him, to feel Him, to encounter Him. The first love reality. It's incredible. What in the world is like it, friend? I mean, really. What in the world can you, can you compare the emotion and the feeling and the experience that is the first love reality? There's nothing like it. And it would seem that that scripture is alluding to the fact that we can continue to walk out in the first love reality daily. I believe it's possible. I believe that's part of my message specifically is to always remind people, Christians who have been in the church for 40 years, hey brother, listen, it seems like you've forgotten what you're doing. It seems like you've forgotten who you used to be, Christian American. It seems to me that perhaps you've forgotten that you were not born godly. You were not born into the people of God. You do remember, right? I think it's good for us to remember. And we're right back where we started and we'll bring this to a close. A stone of remembrance. A memorial, a marker. Something set up to remind us, hey, I have to acknowledge I will forget my first love. Not entirely. Not a, what are you talking about? Who, who is that? Not, not that necessarily, although that is possible as well. But more so just this incremental forgetting of, oh, yeah, man, <laughs> I remember how full my heart was towards my wife. On our wedding day. Or I remember, oh man, I remember how passionate I was about the awesome supernatural gospel of the kingdom when it was revealed to me. Friends, are we walking in remembrance? Are we walking in remembrance of our first love? Natural? Natural? And spiritual. So friend, today, take some time, won't you? Turn this off. Turn off your phone. Go for a hike. Take your wife. Take your husband. Go on a date. If you're a television watcher every night, man, turn it off. Light some candles and sit with your wife and hold her hand and pray. Love her. I'm supposed to give myself to her in the same way that Yeshua gave himself for the entirety of the church. Friends, that's a high calling. That is a high calling, is it not? Let's hold that rightly. I want to hold that more appropriately than I presently do. I believe we can. If we walk remembering, marking, and remembering our first love. Amen.